You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And this is our number two of The Rob Carson Show on uh, New Hampshire Primary Day. A lot of things going on there, and of course, we got to wait for results and all that. This is, uh, I think, this is Fox Live this morning in a cafe, uh, asking the voters what's important to them and who they're voting for. Number one issue: inflation or immigration. Who thinks inflation is the number one issue? Raise your hands. Yeah, one who or thinks two. the con- Who thinks the border is the number one issue? Yeah. Okay. Whole place right, goes now, Let's go back to the candidates. Who go. is going to support Nikki Haley today? Okay, you got one. And who plans on supporting Donald Trump? Now, you know, also, I might mention one of the things that's driving people to vote for Trump is um, what Joe Biden did in, uh, in Afghanistan. You forget that, don't you? You forget what happened. And, and you forget the wound that was created by that move. Uh, there are a lot of people who are angry and upset, and uh, and they hate the the direction that the country is going in. They hate the uh, the uh, uh, Department of Defense. The leadership there started off with Millie, and now we've got a guy who literally had two weeks off in the hospital, didn't tell anybody. Americans are done with that wokeness and that nonsense. So this is this is a revolution that you're seeing here. This is a peaceful revolution, and I I remember on uh, January the sixth, I wanted a peaceful Berlin Wall moment. I did. I wanted. That's what it was going to be—a peaceful Berlin Wall moment. And for many reasons, it didn't become that. But uh, we'll get into that later because we have Darren Beatty on from Revolver News, and he's got some big news about January the sixth. And remember that you know, as part of the whole thing, two pipe bombs were laid at the DNC headquarters and the Republican headquarters. And uh, that story just went, it just disappeared. A pipe bomb that could have exploded. Kamala Harris's motorcade went right by there. No sweep. Nothing said. Bombs are supposedly, uh, you know, blown up. No suspects. Why? That's kind of weird, right? Don't you think? Of course it is. Absurd. So Darren's going to join us about that. Here's a little audio from MSNBC polling people at a at another diner. Shut off the border. Yeah, did I changed it, my vote this morning. I went instead of voting for Haley, I voted for uh, Donald Trump. This you changed morning. your vote this morning. Yeah, Why? Um, I think the election, the primary is over. I think that you know Mr. Trump's going to be our next candidate. There you go. Now, uh, if you notice on Twitter, because the left is out in force and they're creating nonsensical. Uh, uh, focuses on uh, on content. So you see Trump is not well, trending. And you see Dementia Don, trending. Both of those are nonsense. Everybody knows that Joe Biden has no brain. It's very obvious. The emperor has been naked for three years, and everybody understands that. So, you know, this is this is so Soviet, and I'm so fortunate that we at least see this. And and you see it, and we're not fooled by it. Nobody believes that Donald Trump, who who literally he literally uh, took a cognitive test to show that he's cool, but Joe Biden has not. And the reason being is because Joe Biden's brain is gone. That's just the way it is. Here is uh, Corinne Jean Pierre yesterday, uh, and Peter Ducey just saying, "Hey man, look at the polls here. Everybody knows that Joe Biden's brain doesn't work." Why do you think it is that more and more people polled feel like over time President Biden is getting less and less mentally sharp? Which poll is this? 
ABC uh, has President Biden's rating for health since May down five points and for mental sharpness down four points. You know, I have to say that's a little confusing for me because if you look at what this president has done the last three years. Um, he hasn't done it. Historical pieces of legislation. That nobody wanted. Right? When it comes to bipartisan infrastructure deal. No, it wasn't bipartisan. Many presidents before. You lied about it. Like your favorite president had said that. Who's my favorite president? <laughs> why don't you, why don't we let the American people guess. But has. Yeah, okay. So she's trying to, uh, you know, uh, do her very best Baghdad Bob and avoid what everybody knows is true. And this is why we're going to steamroll over. Uh, uh, this this federal iter- this iteration of the federal government. We're going to steamroll over it. And they're going to do everything they can. They're going to throw everything. They already have thrown everything at us. But don't think that they can't take it in a much worse place. Here is uh, ABC News this weekend with the bad news that Corinne Jean-Pierre refuses to acknowledge. Our recent poll with Ipsos found 69% of those polled do not think the president has the mental sharpness to be president. That is up from 43% in May of 2020. Yeah, and uh, this is why Democrats, you're not given a choice. This is why Democrats are not being given a choice. They're taking everybody off the ballot. You can't vote for anybody but Joe Biden. There you go. Welcome to your dictatorship. Welcome to it. Unbelievable. But there's still uh, Ro Khanna is a congressman, and, and he says the enthusiasm for Joe Biden, you can't stop the Joe Mentum. There is so much enthusiasm here for the president. Anyone who says that the president doesn't have enthusiasm needs to come to New Hampshire. Progressive and moderates, lines outside houses. Yeah, lines outside of houses. I don't know what the hell for. Maybe crack houses. Maybe there's, maybe there's lines out of crack houses because they know that Hunter's inside one of them. <laughs> I have no idea. Come on, man. I mean, we're not stupid. We're not stupid. That's why I say it. We're not stupid, so stop it. But you're going to keep doing it. We're going to steamroll you. We are going to take the country back. And you know what? Everybody's everybody's going to love it. We're going to embrace patriotism. We're going to embrace, again, being the greatest engine of individual and economic freedom in the history of mankind, the one that the country that created rock and roll and blues and jazz. Gave you the electric guitar, the airplane, the smartphone, electricity. One of our founding fathers discovered electricity, for God's sake. And all we've gotten is trash talk and smack from the left because they hate us. And you know what? We've never given up, have we? We soldiered on, didn't we? We're still proud of America. They tried to make us not, but we are proud. We love our country, and we love each other as citizens. We do. Black, white, green, whatever. We'll give you no other country in the world on a weekend has so many car washes and, and 5Ks and whatever for charities. No other country turns out when somebody has a fundraiser because they're suffering from cancer because we love each other. We know how great this country is. We know how blessed we are to be born here. Let's go to Ricky in Baltimore. Hello, Ricky. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Hey, Carson. How are you? Glorious. What's up? What's up, man? You remember me or not yet? Called you a few times. One time I called you about the whole, my family have thrown me out because, you know, yes, I yes. I don't agree with their whole Muslim stuff. Do you remember that or not yet? Yes, I do. I do remember you, Ricky. Go ahead. Uh, uh, okay. Well, this time I'm calling you about this Afghanistan thing. This yes. is the worst of the worst thing bother me. Anything about anything is because do you remember that full plane of full people that came here? 
Yes. Not that just they came here. They got here free. They didn't even pay for the plane ticket. Yeah. And plane yeah. ticket from there to here costs for each person, even if you get a visit visa, for twenty-two to $2,500. Yeah. And, and they, they didn't screen anybody. And they didn't screen anybody. No. <laughs> Not that but bothers me. Those people didn't pay one penny. Yeah. And they got in this country yeah. for free. Yeah, I know. How did you get here, Ricky? How was it how was it for you and your family to come here? I got student visa, came here to student visa, then applied for a job after I finished my college, and then my company that I got it from, they uh, sponsored me. Very good. Very good. Have you but become, a citizen? Have you become a citizen? Are you on the pathway to citizenship? What's going on? No. I am citizen. It took me 20 years. 20 God bless you. years to become citizen. God bless you. And it's a big deal, me, isn't it, Ricky? It's a big deal, isn't it, Ricky? $8,000 to become yeah. citizen lawyer's fee. Yeah. But you did it. And I'll bet it was the proudest day of your life, wasn't it? Yes, it was. I have a picture when I took it, when I my oath, I took it. In a Baltimore city over there, and I was proud as hell. Took me 20 years, but proud as hell. Well, I'm glad you're here, Ricky, and you understand what it's like to be born somewhere else and to come here and experience this it. country. I love it. I'm a, I am American first now than anything else. Forget um, everything. Forget my religion. Forget my country where I came from. Forget my family. I'm an American first because this country gave me freedom and love that I have became. I am so big here that I would never been where I came from. Well, very good, my friend. I appreciate you calling in again today, Ricky. I do remember the call you made the last time, and you've made quite an impression here today, bro. Have a great Thank day, man. So I appreciate you. it. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very cool. Yeah, you know, I've got friends who... Uh, I remember my, my French friends... And I had an English buddy named Paul Noon in Cincinnati. When they when they did the swearing ceremony, it was such a beautiful thing. And Michael and Isabel in, in uh, and they were uh, they're from France and uh, Washington D.C. And I was there when they the day they got sworn into citizens. It was the proudest moments of their lives. And they look at what's happening at the southern border, and they're sickened by it. They're absolutely sickened by it. I'm sickened by it. You're sickened by it. We're all wondering what the hell is going on. We all know that there are people in our government who hate this government as founded and are trying to fulfill the promise to fundamentally change it into something that it is not. Uh, this is kind of interesting. I, I'm, I'm just sharing. It's kind of a non sequitur, but I, I like the similarities of the story between this man and me. Because uh, maybe you've seen on, uh, on, uh, on, on Twitter or X, there is a silly um, poster there named Cat Turd. And Cat Turd, like libs of TikTok, is uh, meant to um, ridicule the people in power from a conservative specter. A specter. And, and, and I'm going to tell you, a Cat Turd, uh, he, 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 he was just a blue-collar guy. He was just a construction worker forever. And then one day at age 54, which is the same time I got called by Chris Ruddy at Newsmax and became a, uh, a TV talk show host and then, uh, and then a radio host and podcaster, happened at the same time. And he sat down last night with Tucker Carlson. He is a cultural phenomenon, accidentally. And here's a little piece from him and what made him 
who he is. At 54 years old, which was five years ago, I'd never been on social media. I didn't know anything about social media. I didn't even know how it worked. <laughs> I had no friends on social media. I got arthritis in my fingers. I couldn't play guitar anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to get on Twitter. Saw the cat. Just said cat turd. I never thought I'd have 100 followers. <laughs> it's like Homer Simpson now. Cat turds. It's way beyond me. You know, they're doing uh, Wait, if I could just ask you pause, what was the moment when you decided to make that your numb to gear <laughs> i just was like uh surfing through the web and i saw that cat picture and it just cat turd it was that simple i mean who you know i didn't think anybody's ever going to follow me i remember asking people for weeks how do i post a picture on here he has uh 2.2 million followers so but why did you listen to this in the 90s uh you're bored and you know we played music at night we didn't want to listen to music so i started listening to rush limbaugh what really so every day we'd listen to rush limbaugh (laughs) while we're building houses whatever you and and every construction crew in america yeah Yeah. and it it just it's just like this is i didn't even know i was a hippie i thought i was a a liberal i didn't know what i was still and I was like, this guy's saying everything I believe. Now, in 1989, I graduated from college. My first year in broadcasting was 1990. I started writing comedy about six months out, and I heard of Rush Limbaugh right about then. I knew that I had some conservative viewpoints, but I really didn't understand uh, liberal versus conservative. I knew I was pro, pro-life. I knew I was pro-military. I didn't think that I was a Democrat, although, unfortunately, in 1988, I voted for Mike Dukakis. Biggest mistake, right behind uh, Mitt Romney and John McCain. But I started listening to Rush Limbaugh, and then I started writing for Rush Limbaugh, and he had a dramatic impact on me as well. I think that's a fascinating story. You can do anything you want at any time. Don't ever let somebody else determine the trajectory of your life let's take a break and come back we've got some uh, some unbelievable audio from john kirby about uh, our u.s military casualties of war in the persian gulf unbelievable and also fonnie willis and uh, her case falling apart in uh, in georgia that's on the way and this is the rob carson show By the way, I'll be watching election night coverage on Newsmax. You should, too. It is guaranteed to be, uh, well, let me just say other networks have let you down with their election coverage in the past. Newsmax will not, will not. If you become a Newsmax Plus member, you should. It's the way a lot of publishers, conservative publishers, are going because they're under attack by everybody, including their advertisers. So we have Newsmax Plus. You should subscribe. Costs about as much as a coffee at Starbucks every month. And, you know, think about all the other stuff you uh, you you stream that you don't watch. I mean, we got a bunch of accounts. I don't watch Amazon Prime Video. I don't watch that hardly at all, you know. But, uh, but you know, I do, I do subscribe to Newsmax because it's got the people that I trust. And trust is everything. Trust is everything this year, man. I got to tell you, Rob Schmidt is uh, fantastic. He's on every night, 7 o'clock Eastern. You've got uh, Eric Bowling, Greg Kelly, uh, Rob Finnerty in the morning. You've got Chris Salpeda, my buddy from Tejas. Uh, all of these guys, Carl Higby, badass American wounded veteran as, a, as an anchor. I mean, my goodness. So just go to NewsmaxPlusPLUS.com and get signed up. Do that today, will you? Will you? I wish you would. I wish you would. Two Navy SEALs, Nathan Ingram and Christopher Chambers, lost at sea during a raid on a ship taking Iranian weapons to Houthis in Yemen. Naval Special Warfare Operator Second Class, Nathan Gage Ingram, 37, 
Navy Special Warfare Operator First Class, Christopher J. Chambers, 27, entered the water off Somalia. An 11-day search and rescue mission to locate the two Navy SEALs was abandoned on Sunday. Became a recovery effort. Their families have been notified. The Yemen-based Houthis have been conducting a campaign of missile and drone attacks against commercial and Navy ships in the Red Sea and the Gulf of Aden over Israel's war with Hamas. In the Gaza Strip, U.S. retaliatory strikes have so far not deterred their assaults. Last week we saw that the Pentagon spokesman... General Patrick Ryder had an abysmal response on the missing Navy SEALs who went into the water in the Gulf of Aden as they were part of a mission to interdict advanced weapons being sent to the, to, uh, from Iran to the Houthis. NSC spokesperson John Kirby ignored the question completely, then finally yesterday decided to declare the missing SEALs dead after 10 days. The initial report was two members of the American military were injured, then the same, then the number became an amorphous, with CENTCOM saying a number of Americans were being evaluated for traumatic brain injuries. And here is what John Kirby said about those soldiers who do have traumatic brain injuries. They're the guys you see in the tunnels for tower ads, by the way. Have you seen that? They got to go to a charity to get a house. Because the federal government won't provide it to them when they spend the rest of their lives not able to hold their children. Ridiculous. Here is John Kirby. What can you tell us about potential injuries to American troops in Iraq, and how will the U.S. respond to this latest attack? Well, as we understand at this early hour on Sunday morning, it's only a very small number of uh, U.S. troops that were affected. Uh, they're being seen for traumatic brain injuries uh, with uh, some symptoms of concussions, but no serious uh, physical injuries other than that. Not no, no, no. No serious physical injuries other than traumatic brain injuries. Are you out of your freaking mind? That that's not serious enough. Of course it is. Uh, but uh, we understand it's a small number and, and it's... Who limited. cares? If it's one, that's too many. ...to uh, traumatic brain injuries. Obviously, we're going to do what we have to do to protect them. I mean, these... No, you're not. This is why nobody's signing up for the military right now. This is why recruiting numbers are in the crapper. Because nobody believes in you. They believe in the country is founded. They don't believe in you. And every day, you give them another reason to not believe in you. Unbelievable. I want you to remember those names. Nathan Ingram and Christopher Chambers... Their families are going to go through so much pain and already going through so much pain. Please remember them. And if I find any more about how to help either of their families, I will share that. I will share that on the show. And this on top of everything else, on top of the withdrawal from Afghanistan. And nobody's forgetting that. I hang out with people who, who serve. I, as I told you, the guys who I hang out with, I go to the cigar shop about once a month. And they, they look like the cast of, you know, uh, uh, um, you know uh, an action movie. You know, the, uh, what was it? It's not the, 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 the deplorables. The, I'm drawing a blank on the, the Terry Crews and the, the movies. But they're, they're pretty badass. And they're, they've been very upset for a very long time about this. And I'll tell you right now, none of them would fight and defend this regime against us anyway. No, won't happen. Won't happen. This is a group that uh, you know took a little cue from American Rock and Roll, ACDC. Thank you very much. Fonnies, Fannies in hot water. We'll get to that next on the Rob Carson Show. Has been three full years, a little more actually, since January sixth, twenty twenty one. 
the unarmed insurrection that was supposedly worse than 9-11. The Biden administration has arrested over 1,200 people. The FBI wants you to know that if you were there, you can't hide. But what's interesting <laughs> and very troubling is that the FBI can't find any information about the person or people who planted two pipe bombs outside the RNC and the DNC the night before. Yeah, it's kind of weird, isn't it, that something as big as two pipe bombs put outside the RNC and DNC headquarters in Washington, D.C. You, you think that they would be uh, openly arrested, hauled off, uh, their trials would be very public as an endanger. You know, they should have gone to jail. They already should have been in jail for years. But nothing has been said about it. Nothing has been said about it until today when Darren Beatty from Revolver News uh, did, I, I read the article that he did about this on, on Revolver News, which is fantastic, by the way, a, a great, great journalistic endeavor. And then also with Tucker Carlson and the Darren Beatty joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Darren, welcome to the show, man. Uh, thank you for, for joining me today. I know you're busy. Fantastic to be with you. Thank you. Well, you, what you're doing with Revolver News is, to me, I'm looking at this as a golden age for uh, for independent journalism. You know, have to, no longer have to be tied to uh, the Washington Post. You never have, have to be tied to the New York Times and other and other agencies. You have created Revolver News, and you're doing uh, a brilliant, brilliant job. So, tell me about your investigation into these two pipe bombers and what you discovered. I will let you recap. I've already gone over this a million times, but I want you to explain it to the listeners if there's many, any misunderstanding. Well, you know, it's, it's hard to know where to begin because this is going to be the biggest story of the year when it fully unravels. We've been working on this for several years now. From the very beginning, it was clear that the official pipe bomb story simply didn't add up. And we've been just exploding the official narrative one place after another for almost uh, three years now. But we're right at the cusp of definitively destroying the official story of the pipe bomb, and with it, the story of January 6th. You know, there's this term fed surrection that maybe some of your audience have heard, and that comes from us. And we're best known for our reporting on Ray Epps, who's become something of a household name, um, infamously so, for his participation January 6th, just clouded in suspicion, um, and also the uh, pipe bomb story. So for people who don't know, basically there were two pipe bombs that were planted on the evening of the 5th that were discovered on January 6th, and this is important, they were discovered right as the initial attack on the west perimeter of the Capitol was unfolding, the attack in which, incidentally, Ray Epps was actively involved. So there's a synchronicity between the discovery of these pipe bombs and the attack on the Capitol, which will become important later. So there's a whole universe of investigation that we built up that lends special significance to this latest video that was the subject of my conversation with Tucker Carlson, the subject of this latest bombshell piece that you mentioned at Revolver.News, and I think is the penultimate step to really getting the definitive answer on here. So what is this video? This video um, was quietly, and I'll say extremely reluctantly, released by the Capitol Police, thanks to the efforts of Congressman Thomas Massey, who's been helping to 
to um, use our research and get some answers from the congressional side. And so with great reluctance, the Capitol Police released seven minutes of video that show the DNC pipe bomb being discovered. Now, let's just take a few steps through this video and just absorb how scandalous it is just as a self-contained bit of analysis and then I'll contextualize it in relation to the broader pipe bomb story. So in this video that if I encourage people to follow along, you can go to best place would be revolver.news. The piece is right at the top and you can go and follow along in the video. It's seven minutes long, but I'll give the highlight. So first you can see a man in a backpack enter the frame and he walks up next to a parking garage outside of the DNC building and parked outside of the parking garage are two SUVs. One is a Metro PD SUV, and the other is a black SUV. These are both Secret Service and part of then-VP-elect Kamala Harris's Secret Service detail. The individual with the backpack goes to both vehicles, informing them of the presence of a pipe bomb within feet of where they are. Now, the first fascinating thing about this Think about this. This is a Secret Service detail. They're informed of an explosive device within feet of them and within feet of their protectee, who happens to be the VP-elect. Their response is remarkable in its lack of concern. In fact, after being informed of this bomb, the Secret Service, they, they wait over a minute to even bother getting out of their cars, at which point they stand around in the most shockingly lackadaisical fashion you can possibly imagine. You have to see it to believe it and then tell yourself this is the Secret Service responding to be informed that there's a bomb within feet of where they are. So that's one thing. And it gets even worse because there's a group of children crossing the street in the direction of the pipe bomb. The Secret Service stand around and allow that group of children to cross the street yeah. and walk within feet of the bomb. They don't warn them. They don't say, hey, there's a bomb here. You might not want to get killed. Maybe don't cross the street. <laughs> and they're standing around it, too. Again, not a care in the world for their protectee, for themselves, yeah. and for these children. And, so, and then a Capitol Police officer walks within feet of the bomb, snaps a picture of it, yeah. gives a thumbs up, and then after that thumbs up, they all start to hustle for the very first time in the whole video. Then they get the, the heck out of it. Wow. This is very interesting. Now, uh, one, one final thing. I, I'm told very reliably by a high-level source who's seen the extended video that after this, um, the authorities get a bomb-safe robot to diffuse and dismantle the bomb. So it was safe enough that they had zero concern for themselves, zero concern for Kamal Harris, you're concerned for the children, and yet after the fact, they undergo the spectacle of a bomb-safe robot to dismantle it. It's very clear that the Secret Service protecting Kamala knew that that bomb was fake. question is, how would they have known that this bomb is fake? And let me add an additional compounding and really shocking question here. Yes. So I mentioned they're protecting Kamala Harris. Get this. Kamala Harris hid the fact, she kept it secret, 
that she was in the DNC building on January 6th. Now think of how strange that is. Kamala Harris is probably one of the most politically opportunistic creatures on this planet. For her to forego the opportunity to milk politically the fact that she came within a hair's width of losing her life to this ostensible MAGA pipe bomb doesn't make any sense. Joe Biden gave this big, dark, ominous speech on the third anniversary of January 6th. He neglects to mention that his own vice president almost lost her life to the evil MAGA pipe bomb? Think about how dark and dirty and embarrassing the truth of the matter must be in order for them to go against their political interests and forego that big rhetorical point of Kamala Harris's presence there. So I know we're kind of pressed for time. This is just getting started. You got got all the time you need, bro. I'll give you all the time you need. We haven't even gotten to takeoff, but, um, you know, it's just such a big story. Um, I'll pause for your reaction, but I know we're a little bit pressed for time, so I want to be... Listen, we've got another five minutes here, then we'll take a break, and then you'll have another five minutes on the other side of the break. So let me just say, uh, the bomb was there for 17 hours. There there should have been a complete sweep of the area the day before by the Secret Service. Go ahead. Really quickly. So I just described the first scandalous thing, which I think is a national scandal in its own right, that clearly the Secret Service knew the bomb was fake, judged by their reaction to being informed of the bomb's presence. But then there's another thing that's equally or at least almost as inexplicable as that. And that's the fact that when, when, when the bomb was discovered, it was 1.05 p.m. on January 6th. The FBI tells us in the surveillance footage they released say that the bomb was planted the evening before around 8 o'clock. So that bomb was sitting there fairly conspicuously by a park bench undiscovered for almost 17 hours. No motorist saw it. No pedestrian saw it. It was a super high-foot traffic morning on January 6th. So high-foot traffic, there's one of those regular, there was scooter things people can rent in high-foot traffic areas. No pedestrian saw it. The physically stationed security guard at the DNC, which we proved in an earlier piece, he didn't see it. And then, of course, to top it all off, the Secret Service, which, as I just mentioned, was present for Kamala Harris, They didn't catch the pipe bomb in their initial sweep. The pipe bombs reported to have live explosives on it. The Secret Service dogs must have had COVID that day, so their sense of smell couldn't detect the the explosive powder. That alone doesn't make sense. And here's the final point before the break. It's so inexplicable that they missed it for 17 hours that my investigators earlier on revisited the question, do we actually know that the pipe bomber planted the bomb when the FBI says they did? And the question is very interesting because we show definitively, this is all in the revolver.news piece, we show definitively that the FBI is in possession of a surveillance camera whose angle would dispositively show whether or not the pipe bomber planted the bomb when they said he or she did. And for whatever reason, they are withholding that footage. We prove that they have no explanation for it. Secondly, we prove that the surveillance footage that the FBI has released has been dramatically tampered with. The footage has a frame rate of 1.6 frames per second. That's unheard of. 
The absolute worst commercially available surveillance cameras have a frame rate of over eight frames per second. You go on a road trip and stop in the most podunk area imaginable and go to the most dilapidated gas station you can find, that gas station is going to have a better frame rate by eight times than the surveillance camera at the DNC. And the DNC managed to find, like, one of the three surviving um, surveillance cameras in an antique store that has a 1.6 <laughs> frames per second. Give me a break. And for that matter, why is it that the only footage that the FBI has made public of those benches with the pipe bomber is footage that comes from the DNC? Huh. So I'll just leave it at that, and we can we can go further into the rabbit hole. Let me let me. We got another two minutes here. We got another two minutes. Let me mention who found the bombs. Tell everybody who found the bombs, who the people were who went over and said, hey, uh, there's a bomb right over there to the Secret Service. Go ahead. Got it. So the person in the backpack, we now know, we don't know a name, we don't have an identity yet, but we do know that the person in the backpack who goes up to the Secret Service vehicle is a plainclothes Capitol Police officer. Well, there you go. Um, yeah. <laughs> what are the chances? What are the chances? How far is the uh, the Capitol from there? Why would a plainclothes Capitol Police officer come to that location to report a pipe bomb the exact same time that the supposed uh, uh, assault on the Capitol began? Isn't that kind of well, weird? Yeah. It, well, it gets even weirder when we bring into the conversation the circumstances under which the first pipe bomb was discovered scarcely 15 minutes before the DNC pipe bomb. So I don't know if, if we have time for that or we do that on the Let's break. do it on the other side of the break, Darren. Uh, Darren Beatty of uh, Revolver.News. Go to Revolver.News. Make that something you check out every day on your browser. This is Woodward and Bernstein stuff, but times 10,000. Revolver.News. More on the two pipe bombers and January the 6th. No arrests at all. No information whatsoever. Grainy video. And, uh, and it gets even worse that's coming up this is the rob carson show Darren Beatty from Revolver News, a blockbuster story, which could be the biggest story of the entire year, depending on what other nonsense the uh, the deep state tries to pull on us. Uh, two pipe bombs placed on January the 5th before January the 6th, 2021, one at the RNC headquarters, one at the DNC headquarters. Uh, you heard the first part of this, and uh, the, clearly uh, the, the federal government has done nothing to investigate there, and there are no arrests. Uh, somehow they may be able to track everybody who had a cell phone on Capitol Hill and arrest, you know, 12 people, But nobody with regard to a pipe bomb with a very highly surveilled area, DNC headquarters where Kamala Harris would be that day, the Secret Service misses a bomb, uh, a plainclothes officer from the Capitol Police finds it almost simultaneously as the first bomb is found at RNC headquarters, walks up to the Secret Service and says, hey, then walks over, takes a picture of the bomb, which looks like, you know, it looks like a pipe bomb with an old egg timer on it right there in the open the secret service missed it in their sweep the drug sniffing dogs or the the bomb sniffing dogs missed it uh, i think i've covered a good share of it here but darren Beatty from uh, revolver news you had mentioned the other bomb at the rnc headquarters tell us the story on that one yeah so here's where the coincidences really start to get 
wild to the point of, if not impossibility, radical implausibility. So the first pipe bombs, they're called the RNC pipe bombs out of convenience, but really it's a kind of retroactive fiction, the DNC-RNC parallelism, because the first pipe bombs were actually discovered behind a trash can in a back alley by the Capitol Hill Club. And it was discovered by, we're told, a random pedestrian named Carlin Younger. And she found it at 12.40 p.m. January 6th. She went into the Capitol Hill Club, got the security guy, and the Capitol Police began responding to this first pipe bomb at 12.50 The initial assault on the west perimeter of the Capitol is 1253. That's remarkable timing right there that this bomb is sitting there in a back alley behind a trash can for over 16 hours. And then it's discovered at such a time that the Capitol Police are responding merely three minutes before the initial breach on the west perimeter. But it gets even crazier because Carlin Younger reports that when she discovered that pipe bomb at 1240. As you mentioned, there's mechanical kitchen timers on it that have at most an hour long on them. And she reports that the mechanical timer was at 20 minutes, so 20 minutes left. It's actually stuck on the dial of 20 minutes. So let's do the math. She finds it at 1240. It's got 20 minutes stuck on the dial. So 1240 plus 20 minutes, that's one o'clock exactly, which is when the certification of the vote proceedings was to begin in Congress. So let's take a step back and fully appreciate how strange, how infinitesimally improbable all of these things are. We are, our time, our time is night. Let me ask you this, Darren, and I'll encourage people to go to revolver.news. What has the FBI done with these suspects? Do they have a suspect? Have they made any effort to make a suspect? To they find haven't had, okay, long story short, since we're rapid fire here, even D'Antuono, the public face of the pipe bomb investigation, who happened to have been the head of the Detroit field office overseeing the now disgraced entrapment operation known as the, the Michigan kidnapping plot, he testified before the Judiciary Committee. He said he doesn't know... Who, who the person is who found the DNC pipe bomb. He doesn't even know if the FBI interviewed him. He was asked whether they used geofencing. He said they did, but the data was corrupted for that specific time and place, and then begged the judiciary members not to entertain any conspiracy theories. Darren, so, we've yeah. got to run. We've, we've got to run. Revolver.news. I want to have you back on. Let's maybe make it next week if that's possible, okay? But in the meantime, go to Revolver.news immediately. Darren, thank you. God bless you. We'll talk again soon. This is The Rob Carson Show. Ah, mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Wide web. This is the Rob Carson Show. Definitely want to uh, download the podcast today. Darren Beatty of Revolver 
news and the amazing story of the two pipe bombs that looks like they were planted by the feds on January the 5th. They got the video. Nobody investigated it. And this kind of stuff is exploding around the country, and this is the retribution that we talk about. For all of the nonsense that we've been through, for all the times that we were gaslit, for all the times we were told that the sky was green when we knew that it was blue, definitely check out the podcast. Listen to Darren Beatty, Revolver.News. Go to Newsmax.com slash listen and share it with everyone. Everyone. Michael Schellenberger. He even wrote about it. FBI and Secret Service are covering up their role in the alleged January the 6th pipe bomb plot. New evidence suggests video footage shows multiple agencies may have lied about the alleged explosive devices and mishandled their investigations. Reichstag, I said it. January the 7th, I said it. You know why I get this stuff before everybody else does? Because I have common sense and life experience. And uh, I'm not stupid. You aren't either. You just have a lot of stupid, corrupt people telling you can't share your opinion. I'm about done with that. How about you? <sighs> you know, I like to cook. I cooked a bunch this weekend. I made uh, pumpkin marble cheesecake this weekend. It was fantastic. Lemon ricotta pancakes. I made chicken chili. I made uh, stuffed portobello mushroom caps. And but the piece de resistance was the Omaha steak burgers. And I'll tell you, I, I have eaten store-bought hamburger forever. You know, I mix it up, and I add a little Worcestershire or whatever and all that crap. And you still get just a mediocre burger, and you cover it up with a bunch of crap, a bunch of caramelized onions and ketchup and mustard and all that. But with an Omaha steak burger, oh, my God. <laughs> it was so good. I made Omaha steak burgers this weekend. Caramelized some onions. Uh, on the side, I, they have these, these wonderful sides there, these uh, au gratin potatoes. And I put them in a muffin tin because they, they're shaped like a little muffin. Put them in a muffin tin. Those on the side. And I made a meal that was, I like to use the expression, sick and wrong. Because it's, it's so good that it's sick and wrong. It, shouldn't have, it should be illegal. <laughs> it's just so good. Omaha Steaks is amazing. I'm proud to have them as a sponsor because I'm from Omaha. I'm a Midwest boy. I know the story of the histories of the stockyards where people, farmers and ranchers across the entire Midwest would bring their bounty to Omaha. And they'd have the state at steakhouses right there. And they live up to the expectations that you have. And right now, if you order my listeners, you get four free air-chilled chicken breasts boneless, four free rich, juicy, boneless pork chops with the order. I butterflied those and made them. I made the pork chops into a sandwich the other day. It was unbelievable on a, on a, on a, on a pretzel roll. Holy hell. Right now, all you got to do is go to omahasteaks.com slash Carson. Order what you're going to order. You know, you're going to get a great deal on anything. You want steaks, you want sides, you want burgers, you want whatever. And then if you use my name there, again, it's omahasteaks.com slash Carson. Free four air-chilled boneless chicken breast. Four free rich, juicy, boneless pork chops with your order. No one comes close to matching the flavor, tenderness, and value of Omaha Steaks. Again, omahasteaks.com slash Carson. There you go. Okay, so the, uh, the New Hampshire primaries today. Nikki Haley still thinks that she has a shot, and she's saying, if I don't win today, it's still a win. You keep telling yourself that. Yes, it's over. Call it a day. This is Jim Gassett. Nikki Haley, get out of Trump's way. Can I get you a glass of wine, baby? DeSantis, he dropped out. 
It's gonna be a route if you stay in. Maybe rub your feet. What do you think? It would be a sin. We're here to serve you. Too much, too little, too late for <laughs> Nikki to remain. Too much, too little, too late. Prove you have a brain. Want me to light that candle over there? This nomination is Trump's and Nikki, you must know. It's over. <laughs> it's over! Oh my goodness! Wow! I gotta tell you, that, that gives me goosebumps, man. That is something else. Jim Gossett, by the way. Uh, and I'm gonna tell you, you know, I wrote for Limbaugh. This is the best stuff that I've ever been involved with, working with Jim Gossett. It is the best stuff that I've been involved with, and you're not going to hear it anywhere else but right cheer on this year radio station. Yeah, well, your radio station you're listening. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Uh, uh, Newsmax is reporting today on the Newsmax website. Uh, an expert testifies in court, Dominion voting systems easily hackable. Well, that's weird. That's weird. A voting expert testifying in Georgia last week demonstrated the Dominion voting systems were so easily hackable you could use a big pen and, and smart card to copy, edit, and change the votes in seconds. Isn't that interesting? That's something else you couldn't talk about. Yeah, that was disinformation and misinformation. You couldn't, you couldn't question that. Here's Newsmax just reporting it, and it's true. Professor J. Alex Halderman, University of Michigan. The author of a highly publicized report detailing deficiencies in Dominion voting systems testified in an Atlanta trial Thursday in a case filed in 2017 against the state of Georgia. That is kind of, you just, just, just flip right in there and just flip all those votes. Hmm. It almost makes you wonder if somebody would, I don't know, I, I don't know, stop counting the vote and then the next morning start counting the vote again and maybe have messed with them or something. I, I'm just thinking out loud here again, you know, this is all... Uh, just speculation on my part now. Yeah. Yeah. Judges unsealed the divorce case of Fannie Willis' top prosecutor, her lover, Nathan Wade, and he did not just wait, he went in deep. Uh, Fulton County DA's deposition. I'm going to give you, by the way, every amount of uh, sexual double entendre that a 14 year old boy sense of humor can give you. I'm just going to tell you. I'm going to do that. So be prepared for it. All right? Here we go. <clears throat> Fulton County DA's deposition, I'll bet, <clears throat> is put on hold. Hello. Okay, that's too much. In another dramatic twist in uh, Trump's election subversion trial, uh, the move means more secrets of the affair could be spilled. I'm going to leave that alone. Willis brought the case against Trump and uh, appointed prosecutor. She, uh, well, she is, uh, you know, bow, chicka, bow, chicka, bow, chicka, bow. Paying them a lot of money, too, by the way. $650,000. More than the other attorneys who had more, uh, more uh, experience in trying cases like this. But, you know, he was providing her with goods and services. And, uh, you know, that could be. And then, by the way, they, they flew all over the country on the money she was paying them. Yeah, it looks like uh, she, the papers filed on Friday showed that Nathan Wade has taken trips to San Francisco, Napa Valley, Florida, Belize, Belize, Panama, and Australia, and has taken Caribbean cruises since filing his divorce. Yeah. Bought plane tickets October 2022 for him and Willis to travel to Miami. Bought tickets in April to San Francisco, where they left their hearts and, you know, some other stuff, maybe some handcuffs. Uh, four people have already pled guilty in the Georgia election case after reaching deals with prosecutors, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Jonathan Turley was on uh, last night on TV. I believe he was on Fox. I love me some Jonathan Turley. And he says, as far as uh, uh, what's going on with Fonnie Willis, no matter what happens, the damage has already been done. Uh, but the damage is already done for Willis. And in many ways, she's 
really magnifying that damage uh, with her move. She filed uh, a, a motion before the court mm -hmm. that attacked the estranged wife of her alleged lover as an adulterer and a political conspirator. It was the worst <laughs> possible tack that she could have taken. Oh. I mean, she could have just said, I'm not relevant. Yeah, please, please attack the woman whose marriage you destroyed. That's a good idea. It could, she could have said, <laughs> a deposition is not needed. And instead, she did this full-on attack. Yeah. And that only raises... A full frontal attack, if you will. ...further questions. I mean, the, the, you have the original decision that she made, which in my view is deeply unethical, yeah. uh, in hiring someone mm -hmm. that she had an alleged intimate relationship with. But she compounded that afterwards uh, in, in her response. It's clear that Mr. Wade and Willis herself are undermining the case for her office. And so she's putting their interests ahead of the office. That's the very thing that conflict of interest rules are meant to avoid. You know, and I was thinking about this. I said, what kind of person? Would would sell their uh, the, you know the the oath that they that they uh, they uh, you know made to protect the law. What sort of person would would blatantly violate that to to the to you know to the extent of criminality, and do it in such a brazen fashion? And the answer is somebody who's really freaking stupid. I mean really dumb this woman is stupid i'm just gonna tell funny willis is an idiot and if you don't believe me listen to her talk mm. and instead she went to this conspiratorial argument and she's called anyone raising these questions raising racist well there are experts on both the left and the right who've said that she and wade should recuse themselves and in many ways it's ironic right she accused trump of not listening to the legal experts about the law and the election uh, she's doing the same thing I mean, the, you have an overwhelming view that this conflict of interest is undermining the case. Whenever that view comes to the forefront, a pro most prosecutors would say, all right, I need to take myself out of this equation to protect the interest of my office. Instead, she's calling everyone racists and political conspirators, which is not helping her case. Absolutely. It is uh, remarkable. All these Soros prosecutors, they found the ones who could be bought out, and generally they are the ones of low moral character, and low intelligence. And she is one of them, by the way. Here's Joe DeGeneva last night on Newsmax. Love me some Joe DeGeneva. He says uh, Fonnie Willis ought to step down because she's an idiot. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt she, she, she has to step down. And I have a sneaking suspicion that Judge McAdoo, who has this case and has... McAdoo, McAdoo, McAdoo. ...scheduled a hearing for February the 15th. He's going to force her to step down. And he's clearly probably going to make Nathan Wade step down as well. This is a very, very ugly set of circumstances. Uh, this is a gift to President Trump and one that I think Fannie, I don't know what Fannie Willis thought she was going to hide and how they could get away with this. These are really stupid people. Yeah, they're really, really stupid people, uh, honestly. And if you look at Kim Fox in St. Louis, she's an idiot. Uh, there are a number of people to complete idiots. Letitia James is an idiot. You're picking on black women. None is talking about the ones who were appointed or, or I should say bought and paid for by George Soros. <sighs> Unreal. Unbelievable. All of this, this house of cards has fallen. And I would just offer a bit of advice to the deep state. You are dealing with a tsunami that can't be stopped. And they're going to try everything, everything to try and stop it. <clears throat> Use your wildest imaginations. Because think about what they've done the last three years. It's already gone beyond whatever I could dream of. What they have done to us.
surveilling us. We find out the FBI surveilling, looking for words like Bible, Christian, uh, looking at receipts and store sales uh, and bank transactions at Cabela's and Bass Pro. I'm going to tell you right now, you don't want to bleep with Bass Pro people. And you think they're all just a bunch of white Christians? You're wrong. A lot of homies go to Bass Pro. Trust me. I go. That's like the fashion accessory right now for for uh, homies is the Bass Pro hat. So you don't you don't want to mess with the Bass Pro customers or Cabela's. Cabela's they're kind of light Bass Pro, <clears throat> like light L I T E. You don't want to mess with them. Don't want to mess with it. Real quick before the break, go to Catman Chris from Fortress Fort Worth, where the southern border is an issue. And yesterday, the Supreme Court said that uh, your governor has to take down the razor ribbon. What do you think about that, Chris? Well, sir, uh, if that's the case, then every border is no, no longer sovereign. No state border is sovereign. But let me say this real quick. Yeah. And I hate to say it. I really do hate to say this. But if Joe Biden was assassinated today or tomorrow, people would probably dan- be dancing in the street. I yeah. say that, I'd probably join them. But yeah, yes, Amy Kobe Barrett, she's a traitor to the nation. I mean, I'm not surprised about uh, the chief justice. He's a creep, but she's a lapdog, and we are now defenseless. And yeah. I don't know what we can do. And well, Chris, my, my I, I, state. Let me just say, be careful about the, you know, the, the A word, because uh, there, you know, there are a lot of people who are saying the same thing uh, about Donald Trump. Trust me, uh, George Soros's son literally put a, a tweet up yesterday that had a bullet hole in a windshield and somebody had spread out $47 in the other hand. So let's not go there. But I will tell you <clears throat> what is happening. And I, I got to tell you. I, I back the people of Texas. I absolutely 1,000% back the people of Texas against this nonsense. And I'm going to tell you right now, something has to, do about, has to be done about this president. He's going to have to be removed from office for this. Because this, when your federal government will not protect you, then you have no choice but to protect your people in your state. That's what federalism is all about. And that's, this is where this has got to stop. Chris, I got to run, bro, because I'm up against a hard break. But I do appreciate checking in. I'm going to cover some more of this on the other side of the break. What has happened in the Supreme Court, I have a rudimentary understanding of why they did it. Uh, but it has a lot of people concerned about the other crap that's going in front of the Supreme Court that they could really screw up. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. The American people are fed up with the southern border. They know that it is a threat to our country. Republicans, uh, a Mayorkas impeachment lurches ahead of the Biden inquiry as the House advances uh, articles to fire Alejandro Mayorkas. House Republicans, according to the uh, UK Daily Mail, uh, quickly pressing forward to the impeaching Homeland Security. Uh, Alejandro Mayorkas says their effort gains momentum compared to the uh, parallel and more complex effort to remove Joe Biden from office. Neither Mayorkas or Biden are uh, likely to be removed from office uh, by Congress as their impeachments would not pass through the Senate. And it's being reported, and this is, uh, you know, you never know. Uh, First Responders Media has a picture of the uh, the person on the border who said, you're going to hear about me. And he looks a lot like the head of the Islamic Party in Azerbaijan who served 12 years in prison and was released in January of 2023. You know. I don't doubt it. <laughs> I don't doubt it. You're, you're angry. You're upset. You should be because this is a threat, no doubt about it. And the government is keeping secrets from you, just like they did with the pipe bombers that we just found out from Darren Beatty. 
and Michael Schellenberger. This is uh, Greg Abbott. Greg Abbott is the governor of Texas, talking about the uh, decision yesterday by the Supreme Court that says Texas cannot have a razor ribbon to keep illegals from coming across their state line, which is the southern border. If you are smart enough, you would know who I am. But you are really not smart enough to know who I am. That's the guy they're saying was from Azerbaijan. Yeah, but soon you're going to know who I am. That is a threat to the United States of America, what he said. But it's not a, a one-off threat. We see things like that happen every single day. So, Maria, my hope is that the United States Supreme Court and courts across the country, they see exactly what's happening on our border. It's not what happened uh, under, under Bush or uh, under Trump or uh, under Obama. This is something completely different that has never happened before in the history of the country. This is an invasion by people we don't know who they are, where they're coming from, or the danger they may pose. What we don't know is the full extent of the terror that has been imported into the country uh, because of all the people who are on the terrorist watch list. We know we know the, the record number who've been apprehended, but uh, people on the terrorist watch list, they pay more uh, to not be apprehended. No wow. one knows how many terrorists are in a country because yeah. of the open border policies allowed by Biden. Also, why are Democrats wanting to get rid of militias? <clears throat> why all of a sudden is it concern they want to ban militias, people who uh, want to defend the country? Why is that? This is uh, Jesse Waters commenting about the terrorist who issued a threat on the border. If you are smart enough, you would know who I am. But soon you're going to know who I am. Very easy. Wow. Very easy. The, the entitlement. The entitlement. No, believe me. I'm much better than that. The entitlement, guys. Wow. When a Middle Eastern migrant breaks into our country and tells us you're going to know who I am pretty soon, that's the reason you leave up the razor wire. Yeah, absolutely. This is uh, Kat Kamek talking about Alejandro Mayorkas outside of a committee hearing the other day. Listen to these words again. I have yet to meet one Republican. Heck, I even know of some Democrats that are anxious to get rid of him. And let me remind you, when behind closed doors, we told him, you're, you're getting ready to be impeached. He said, you're not going to like who comes next. I asked him if that was a threat. Whoa. He just smiled. This man is dangerous. He knows exactly what he's doing. And he is two-faced. We need to get rid of him now. I asked him, I said, is that a threat? And he just smiled. And I thought, this man knows exactly what he's doing. This is 100% by design. They want an open border crisis, whether it is Mm. for a election, whether it's for future votes as they work to get rid of citizenship as a requirement for voting. We're not sure, but he was very, very clear in what he said, and there were other members in the room. So I will never forget that. And as we go to impeach him for his negligence, for him destroying our national security and eroding our national sovereignty, that will be top of mind. Yeah. Uh, All I can say is be focused as the founders, guys, because clearly there's something afoot. And you know why I know that? It's because I'm not stupid, and you aren't either. Veterans, pay attention. I know you are. We, uh, we have some headwinds here. We have some tribulations, but we can come together and save our country. Let's take a break and come back. Coming up, you won't believe what's happening in uh, Arizona with monitoring of social media by the government. We got a whole lot of stuff to get to before the end of the show. Not enough time to get to it, unfortunately, <clears throat> but I will do my level best. Uh, it looks like the, what, Oscar nominations are out. I, I've seen a lot of the movies this year. Uh, my son 
lived with us briefly, and uh, and uh, he's really uh, gotten me into back in the movies. I saw my first first, first sorry the first movie that I. Uh, had seen in theaters, I saw it last year. It's the first time in like five years because, you know, how they screwed us over with COVID. So, uh, but uh, I haven't seen Barbie. Not gonna, because I'm an adult male. Um, the Holdovers, uh, yeah, good. Paul Giamatti. Killers of the Flower Moon, good. Good. Uh, Maestro, good. Oppenheimer, a kaboom. Yeah. So those are some of the uh, the best pictures. Um, actress uh, Lily Gladstone, Killers of the Flower Moon. She's great. Carrie Mulligan, Maestro. Unbelievable. Uh, Emma Stone, Poor Things. Haven't seen it. Director Martin Scorsese, Killers of the Flower Moon. For a show. Uh, Christopher Nolan is going to win it for Oppenheimer. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen a bunch of them. They're good, you know. And listen, you know, I know Hollywood is left of center. But movies are an important part of my life. It always has been. It is you too. Your music is too. Music, movies, entertainment, the people who bring it to you, I know uh, they suck politically, but I, I love a good performance, and life is not the same unless you have movies, entertainment, things like that. I don't know. It's just important to me, so whatever. Take it for what it's worth. I mean, I listen to music by, uh, you know, by groups that, that are my, the opposite of my political viewpoints, you know, and, and that's just what I do. Tom, Tom Morello. He, he played for Rage Against the Machines, my favorite guitarist of all time. Leftist. But I love me some Rage Against the Machine. Love me some Soundgarden, Audio Slave. That's just, you know, that's the way it is. That's the way it is. Um, GOP lawmakers filed articles of impeachment against the uh, Democrat uh, New Mexico Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham over a gun grab. Listen to this. Republican state lawmakers Stephanie uh, Lord and uh, John Block introduced articles of impeachment against New Mexico Governor uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham over her gun control order and sent them to the House uh, Government Elections and Indian Affairs Committee. The articles of impeachment will go to the House Judiciary Committee. You know, she's one of those Karens, one of those leftist Karens. And, and you know who they are. Uh, Katie Hobbs, Arizona. Kathy Hochul, New York. Gretchen Whitmer. Gretchen, what, it's Whitler? Hitman? But anyway, it's yeah, it's, it's Whitler, Whitmer, yeah. Anyway, in September, she declared a gun violence, a public health emergency in response to the shooting death of a 13-year-old girl on July 28th, a, a 5-year-old boy on August 14th, and an 11-year-old boy. All of this happens on a weekend in Chicago every damned weekend. But she decided to use that to become a dictator. The action plans includes a suspension of open and concealed carry laws in Bernanello County, temporary prohibiting the uh, uh, carrying of guns on public property with certain exceptions. Exceptions include for licensed security guards and law enforcement officers. This is a fantastically unconstitutional decision, and she needs to go. She needs to go. Bye-bye. Everyone is turned against Grisham, including her own attorney general, a fellow Democrat. New Mexico's Democrat Attorney General Raul Torres previously informed Grisham he would not be defending her. I'm writing you to inform you that my office will not defend your administration in the above reference cases, challenging the public health emergency order imposed temporarily, firearm restrictions. Huh, they did, they did another a public health emergency with COVID that grabbed a lot of our rights, didn't it? Like shutting down churches and businesses across the country and schools. My duty to uphold and defend the Constitution rights of every citizen takes precedence, according to this Attorney General. Simply put, I do not believe that an emergency order will have any meaningful impact on public safety, but more importantly, I do not believe it passes constitutional muster. Remove her from bloody office.
Do you hear that, Conservative Talk ABQ? Listeners, our big affiliate station in Albuquerque. Oh, this is good. Oh, this is just rich. Listen to how super creepy this is. This is so thoroughly disgusting. But this is your government. And this is the stuff that we are raging against. And this is the stuff that we will defeat. Gilbert, Arizona. Arizona Town's Digital Government Office under scrutiny for monitoring and censoring elected officials' social media paces, play, uh, media uh, based on liberal ideologies. The Town of Gilbert's official Office of Digital Government, the ODG, drawing attention to its extensive monitoring and control of the online activities of town employees and elected officials. Here is the story out of Gilbert. Listen to this. Whether it's a private personal page or a professional one, someone is always watching. If they don't like what's being posted, they're going to let you know about it. Austin Vander Hayden works with the Goldwater Institute. Over the past several months, he's looked into the Office of Digital Government in Gilbert. They've taken the ability for each individual department to speak for themselves, and now they're controlling all of that. Narrative. A bunch of Stalinists. Vander Hayden says the group of about 10 to 12 people monitors Gilbert employees and their social media accounts. Wow. He claims they are confronting people if they have views that do not fall in line with liberal politics, like supporting Black Lives Matter or LGBTQ plus initiatives. Which is exactly what the DOJ and FBI and DHS did nationally. If a, if a fireman wanted to post something about, you know, thin blue line or anything like that, that was highly frowned upon. But I think that this is a free speech issue and you should be able to post whatever you want. No People kidding. in Gilbert's ODG department make anywhere from 60 to $200,000 a year. Wow. Part of their job, to watch these social media pages and confront employees about them. That's more than a million bucks. That is Stasi. That is the secret police. A year in tax dollars. It's a lot of money. I mean, people are paid well, and I'd like to see more messages out. Gilbert Counselor Jim Torgerson says he's been called out by the department for a survey he posted too early on his personal Facebook. 20 minutes later, I got a call from somebody on staff asking me to take it down, and it was on my private Facebook. So. You will take down that post. It is against our rules. So, that was pretty amazing. They told me, well, they're watching your Facebook account. The Goldwater Institute says there is a need to monitor social media, but people shouldn't be punished or talked to for sharing their political views on either side of the aisle. This is a classic example of government overreach. Yeah, and it happened nationally. Retribution. 1,000% retribution. Let's go to Randall in uh, Sugar Grove. Hello there, Randall. You're in, uh, you're in, Al you're in, uh, in uh, Air or, uh, New Mexico? No, I'm calling from Sugar Grove, California. I wanted to oh. let you mentioned a recall there. I wanted to tell you that Oakland, California is having a recall of their, their mayor, and it's being head, headed off by uh, black residents that are fed up with the crime. Good. Uh, now, on YouTube, you could look up. Uh, you know, they keep talking about L.A. and stuff. Well, Oakland is being covered up in the media with the, with the extensive prostitution that's going on. If you get on YouTube, you look up uh, uh, hood videos where they'll show international, write this down, international yep. boulevard, uh, yep. Foothill Boulevard, and MacArthur Boulevard, but the number one video that shows the whole street, it takes like an hour to go down the whole street. It's just tons and tons of hookers. 
Uh, yeah, they're all they're all trafficked over the southern border, probably children under age. Well, see, here's what happened. San Francisco used to be packed with hookers back in the uh, 60s, 70s, and into the 80s, and it started getting too violent in the 90s, and the hookers were killing each other off. So all the hookers in the tenderloin, each like five on each corner of the tenderloin. Uh, they've all left because of the zombie Z-fentanyl Z uh, death that's going on. There's nobody but dying people there now. So they all moved over to Oakland, okay? And they also yeah. are invading suburbs in San Francisco. That's another thing the media is covering up. Number one point I'm making, yes. the local media is covering it up, and they are Fox affiliates. Wow. KPIX is a Fox affiliate. Wow. Well, I had heard and read this morning that the In-N-Out Burger is going out of business. They are pulling exactly, up stakes. Exactly. They can't stay yeah, in business all, anymore because right. people get robbed. Listen, people are getting robbed as they sit in the drive-through. They get their windows smashed out and they and they get uh, robbed there. And so they're they're leaving the city. And and right around that area, it's it's un, it's it's like a third world hellhole. Yeah, check out that International Boulevard video and you'll see how bad it is and you'll see how uh how uh, atrocious it is that the media is not focusing the spotlight on on these areas of Oakland. All right, bro, I appreciate it. It's ridiculous, and the people and listen, and the people are done with it. Black people are done with Democrat bullcrap. If I ever get the sniffles with the stupid, I'm going to kick myself in the crotch. You ain't going to catch the stupid. You listen to my show. You're inoculated against it. Come on now. All right, all right. All right, let's go to uh, Craig. Craig, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's going on, man? Hey, my friend. How are you? Good. You're a former Border Patrol agent? Yeah, I'm a retired detective with the state out here. And, uh, you know, I've known the governor a long time, even before she went into law school. And we were having a discussion about guns. And she said, I know nothing about guns, never owned one. But I believe, this is what she told me, I believe that only police and military should have guns. And I told her, I said, you know, they made a movie about that idea. It's called Schindler's List. Yeah. And she said, I'll have to check that out sometime. So (laughs) it's about control. Yeah. It's always been about control. Raul Torres, his, the vast majority of his funding, our state attorney general that used to be the DA here in Albuquerque, yeah. and they set like four murder records while he was here, um, he was completely funded almost entirely by the Soros and Soros, you know, backed PACs. Of course. And if he stands up against her, she's got to know she's isolated. And this is a rural western state. Yeah. You know, um, my family here it's a, is a hodgepodge of Native American, Hispanic, and white yeah. folks. Yeah. And we all are Western in our culture. And we, you know, there are counties here that are close to the size of Connecticut, and they have maybe one deputy on duty. And most of the county, you don't even get cell phone coverage. So relying on the police is out of the question because you're probably not going to be able to get a hold of them. And if you do, yep. God only knows when they can get to you. So when people back east, and I've even heard conservatives thinkers say this, well, nobody needs an AR. Well, let me tell you, in this state, if you're living isolated and you're on the border and you've got all kinds of drug runners and cartel people coming across, you don't want to confront them with a five-shot Smith & Wesson Chief Special. Nope. You want to be able to defend your life, your wife, your kids, your home, and your family. Right now, in our state legislature, I want to 
all, there, you have a ton of listeners here in New Mexico, Rob. Thank you. Good. I I'm just glad. want to appeal to all of you guys out there listening. Please don't just sit on your duff. This legislative session is going to speed by, and they use the shotgun method that's been done since Obama, where they just shoot a bunch of legislation out there. Yep. And you're busy trying to defend from 20 different directions all these different blows on the Constitution. Yep. Sit down. Write your letters. Contact your reps. Contact call your state congressional reps. Call yep. them. Make sure your voice is heard. Don't just sit idly by while they shred the Constitution. Do something. Yep. Get involved. For God's sake, take yep. control of your government. It's your government. You're not servile. They yep. act like you're their servant. No, they are your servant. Act like it. Yeah, thanks for the call, brother. I appreciate it. And here's the deal. we got to flood the damn phone calls in Washington, D.C. Flood their switchboard. Shut down this damn border. If they don't shut this damn border down, Mike Johnson, you're unemployed. Put somebody in there who will do something about it. Because I'm going to tell you something. There is an uprising happening right now. People are righteously angry. And you better get behind it because we're going to drive you out of office. We are done taking this. We're done with it. We know we're in the middle of something. We know we're knee-deep in something. And by God in heaven, we are getting ready for it. And the federal government had better back off and start listening. This is ridiculous. Let's go to uh, Rob in Middle River. Hello there, Rob. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up? Yeah, uh, and uh, Happy New Year to you, sir. You so too, bro. I'm say something, and I'm not being fresh on this, but you have said numerous times the American people aren't stupid. Well, I disagree. I think they are. A lot of them are. I'm here in Maryland, and we are hurting big time in Baltimore County. I mean, we have people that will vote consistently for nationality, looks, uh, familial status. I mean, they do it all the time. And look at Gretchen Whitmer. Where is that? Michigan? The people, they love her. Yeah. I, I don't get it. I, 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 how can you say that people aren't stupid when they? Well, here they, here's what they are. Here's what they are. They, they appeal to their Democrat base in major cities, and they drive their dem, their their uh, their major cities into the bleep hole. That's what they do. And meanwhile, people who are out there in rural areas like Maryland. I know Howard County. I know all of Maryland. Lived in Maryland for a dozen years. And you got the Maryland General Asylum, which is populated by morons from Montgomery County, uh, from uh, Washington D.C. area, from uh, from the Baltimore area, and they. They are insane. And I tell you what, I'm glad I moved the hell out of Maryland. I used to love Maryland. I used to love the state. Went every week to, or every summer to the Ocean City. And uh, then I went up to Rehoboth, which is, of course, in Delaware. And honestly, I wouldn't live in Maryland if you paid me. I'm done with it. And guys, I got to tell you, we we are the numbers. We have the numbers. They, they can have all the anti-Jewish uh, you know, uh, uh, protests in New York City. You bring that to my hood. You can have a Black Lives Matter. You burn down parts of Minneapolis. But you bring that to my hood, and you can say the same thing. Not going to end very well for you. Not going to end well at all. Hey, I appreciate the call, Rob. i got to run. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Uh, Let's wrap things up with something uh, entertaining and highly irritating. Have you heard about uh, transgender golfer Haley Davidson? Sounds like Harley Davidson. Uh, not even closely affiliated. Uh, Haley Davidson won a Florida tournament, now set to go on to receive one of uh, one of five women's places in the prestigious tour aimed at providing growth opportunities for female players, even though uh, she is a dude. 
Haley Davidson, 30, born in Scotland, lives in Florida, has been uh, aiming to become the first transgender woman to earn an LPGA Association tour card. Now, I don't know if you know uh, a lot about the LPGA, but generally, uh, a lot of the players in the LPGA aren't big fans of men, (coughs) if you know what I mean. And so, uh, I don't think that they're going to be too thrilled, and they aren't, with a man saying that he's a woman. And I hope this blows up the LG, LPGA organization and blows up women's golf and they fire everybody who even considers this nonsense. I play golf about every 10 years. I can outdrive most women because I can still hit that ball when I connect. I'm not a very good golfer. I can drive that sucker 300 yards. Here is, uh, here is Haley Davidson, the trans golfer. The result is you're 15 miles an hour slower. Yep, exactly. But that's unfortunately nowadays, once you kind of rebut the actual facts, that's when you see how people really think, because then you go, well, it's not about protecting women's sports center. It's not about like me maybe having an advantage. You're not a woman. It's just you don't like trans people. I mean, oh, shut your mouth. A lot of times, and it's very sad that that is what's come down to. It's really, it's not the fact that people seem to have an issue with like an advantage or things like that it's it's come down to almost like a fear of trans people in general. no you are wrong and how dare you bring that up and think the worst of those who you compete with against a girl's disc golfer play this is jim gossett a mockery of coffee made take your balls to the men watch our morals as they fade the men's tea actually guys <laughs> and girls sports remember in our country when girls were girls and men were men i think there was a time everybody knows Haley davidson is a guy pretty much women's sports will not get fair please don't wear that short skirt if again the winners all are trans you can tell which way the wind if wins. they have a prostate gland winds blowing it mm. they should not play yes that's right you know why? Because the whole premise is ridiculous, and uh, the people who believe in it are stupid. There you go. There you go. That's why I say don't catch the stupid every day. I, I, for those of you tuning in the first time, I came up with the expression don't catch the stupid because of all the stupid protocols for, for COVID. You can stand six feet away from somebody, not catch the deadliest virus ever, but if you're at five feet, you're dead. Wear a paper mask to prevent the deadliest virus in the history of mankind. Really, seriously, about as effective as wearing a cowboy hat to go scuba diving. Don't catch the stupid. We have to beat the stupid people. Let's take a break and come back and wrap it up. This is the Rob Carson Show. That's going to do it for the show. Make sure to download the podcast for Darren Beatty from uh, Revolver News about the January 6th pipe bombers. It is fascinating and powerful. Share it with others. In the meantime, God bless you. God bless America. We're going to save her together. And until tomorrow, which is the day after New Hampshire primaries, don't catch the stupid. 